0: Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast listeners, you are going to start hearing us recording from the sanctuary again. We have, as a congregation, decided to come back together to worship in person with masks on and a COVID protocol that is our way of prioritizing the most vulnerable among us, those who cannot be vaccinated or who are not vaccinated. So Enjoy listening, and again, you might hear us from our sanctuary in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the recordings might actually end up um, sounding different in this setting, but we hope that you continue to listen, give us feedback, rate us on your different podcast listening apps, and take good care. Be safe. Good morning, Good morning. Good morning. I feel like I should be like this, good morning, good morning. <laughs> because we're a tiny crew and that's okay. Um, we follow this principle, at least I do. Um, Adrienne Marie Brown talks about it and you know, the deep connections are the things that are important. It's not about, it's capitalism that tells us that we need more and bigger <laughs> and more and again and bigger and bigger. We prioritize that connection right now and right here. So thank you all for Mm -hmm. being here. Welcome to Park Avenue. I'm Darcy. I get to be one of the pastors here and I'm so blessed um, to be on this journey with Pastor Henra who's gonna preach with us today. I am pumped, I'm pumped about it. I appreciate you. Um, And I'm affirmed by they them pronouns I welcome those folks that are online. I welcome those folks that are here in, in body and spirit. Um, we, like I said, we prioritize people. All of us you'll see are wearing masks and we do that because we care about each other. So, and everyone who's on stage is, um, is vaccinated and we do that because we care about each other. So this is, this is how we live closely together. Um, And so, yeah, we want to encourage you right now. We're sort of in between a sermon series that's going to start in a couple of weeks. It is, though, Pride Weekend in Atlanta. So I have to say, happy Pride. Yes! I want to (laughs) dance with somebody. And, um, And so here in Atlanta, we celebrate Pride in October. You know what? That's what we do. So happy pride to all of you out there, to all of you in here. And um, we get to hear from Pastor Henner, like I said this morning. So let's, let us worship God together.
1: One, two, one, two, three, four.
2: We invite you
3: to stand you're able to worship with us.
2: Everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Park Ave. Like Darcy said, we're a little small crew here today in person, but everybody that's joining us online and in person, we are so glad that you are joining us and you are worshiping with us because community matters, people matter, and we just love all of y'all. So uh, please join us in this call to worship. It's going to be better than last week, y'all. I really worked. I like brought out the hooked on phonics, dusted it off. So we got it together. So my name is Michael. I am a member here at Park Ave. I am affirmed by he, him pronouns. So let's do this call to worship together. I'm going to just turn this way so we can read it together. All right. Behold, the unified one stands at the door and knocks.
1: With eyes to see and and senses to
2: know. Do you hear my voice? Do you sense the presence of the Holy One? If you respond by opening the door, we will be community. We will be kingdom. With will let us come into your presence. Let us worship God with the fullness of our being. Amen. You've been called to worship. Okay, hey, fame can we get a little bit more in the monitors?
1: singing these words the whole earth is filled with the glory of the lord on Friday weekend and let me just tell you even though the parade is canceled and there's not all the vendors at the park it is beautiful to see the broad and gorgeous spectrum that god has created and put their glory in these beautiful humans so let's sing about it the whole earth is filled The whole earth is filled, filled with your glory, filled with your glory. My whole life, my whole life is filled, yes it is. My whole life is filled, filled with your glory.
3: I am
0: practice. It's an ancient Christian practice of centering down. And I'm beginning to think it's like Howard Thurman's way of talking about um, centering prayer. And maybe I'm just catching up here. But this idea, this practice of centering oneself, of not trying to make our minds go blank. I think we're created in this way for a reason, but to center ourselves on this one wholeness that we can reach toward. And for me, um, I've been trying this practice, and sometimes people suggest to center on one word, a centering word. And the word that I picked came from this poem. And so I wanted to read this poem today and invite us into the centering time together. This is a This is a gift. This is a gift that I offer myself when I'm able to do it. And so if we can, take this time together right now. Get comfortable where you are. Hear these words by Kai Miller. Suppose there was a book full of only the word let from whose clipped sound all things began, fur and firmament, feather and the first whale. And suppose we scroll through the pages every day to find and pronounce a let, meant only for us. We would stumble through the streets with books open, eyes crossed from too much reading, We would speak in auto-rhyme, the world would echo itself, and still we'd continue in rounds saying let, and let, and let, until even silent dreams had been allowed. So I'm going to do a little bit of talking throughout this centering down time but mainly try to hold silence together. And when it feels like a natural ending, I'll pray with you, if you'd allow me. Let your breathing be normal, but sometimes when entering and trying to enter into a space like this, you wanna notice your breath. Notice how you're sitting Notice your body as much as is comfortable for you. If you're sitting, sit really sit down. Let your back be supported. The point of this time is to connect. Connect with a wholeness, a oneness. And if you find your thoughts wandering to your to-do list, That's normal, forgive yourself. Think as I do, sometimes I repeat that word, let, the potential, the words that perhaps God spoke to call the world into being. Let let your mind center. You might hear, if you're here in the room with us, the hum of the air conditioning units. You might hear someone moving in a pew three feet away from you. let go. Breathe out. Until even silent dreams had been allowed. Holy God, God who is one, we notice your presence intentionally on this day, in this space, in this time. God, it is my prayer this morning that we would notice you more, that we would let our minds connect with yours. In a time, God, when we know so much, we can hear your voice, if we let ourselves. We pray this until even silent dreams have been allowed. Amen. Amen.
4: Thank you, Pastor Darcy for that sitting down time. Uh, We've came to our time of giving. I am Pastor Henra. I am the other half of the duo. those of you who are online, um, we have came, as I stated, to our time of giving. We have several ways to give here at Park Ave, one by text, 470-300-1731. 470-300-1731. You can go to parkatbaptist.com slash give. And we also have baskets in the back here. Um, that'll be coming around if you wanted to give that way as well. But let us pray over our offering this morning. God, we thank you for every gift given. We thank you for every bless, blessing bestowed upon us. We thank you for all that you do, the seen and the unseen. And we come in this time just to give a portion of that back for the building of your kingdom, so that we may extend love in the world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: This is probably one of my favorite songs ever. To sing in church and We're doing this because, and I'm just going to do it a little call out. Cody was like, we, when are we going to do Ain't No Grave again? And I was like, I have no idea. Let's do it this Sunday. <laughs> and um, and then I'm just kind of, <laughs> the words are so appropriate for Pride Sunday. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the, uh, this is me pulling stuff out of my butt this morning. You're very welcome. It's my gift as a worship leader. But uh, these words, shame is a prison, is cruel shame is a robber, and he's come to take my name. But love, is love, is love, is love, is love, is my redeemer, lifting me up from the ground, and love is the power where my freedom song is found. It just feels so dang appropriate. So if you know it, feel free to sing along. If you don't want to sing, that's totally cool. Just enjoy this song, because it's pretty awesome. Shame is a prison, as cruel as a grave. Shame is a robber, and he's come to take my name. Love is my redeemer, lifting me up from the ground. Love
3: is a power, and my freedom song is found. There ain't no grave gonna hold my I
2: So we've got a couple of announcements. So on Monday nights, Pastor Darcy is leading a book study uh, uh, on a book called Wisdom Jesus. I know you love it. I know you love it. This is the last Sunday? The last Monday. This is the last Monday. So if you haven't had an opportunity to join in, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you haven't been to the other ones, come to this one. You can just hop in. And when we start another book study, you'll be right there already connected, already connected to community. Um, Also, we need help with hybrid worship. As you know, we are in person, we're socially distanced, we're masked, but we're also online as well. So we definitely need help and support. If anybody would love to volunteer, you can speak to Marthame, who is up in the sound booth, or one of our wonderful pastors, uh, Darcy or Henra, and they can get you more information and get you connected. And if you would like to be enriched by helping pick people up for church, you can absolutely, absolutely do that. You can reach out to Elliot Glenn. Whoop, whoop, right there. Um, and they will help you as well and get you connected. And it's a really enriching experience. So make sure to reach out for more information if you're interested in participating. Yes. Two more.
0: Sorry to add. Just two more that just came up this week and I added them and texted you, but I'm sorry. I didn't give them to you. I didn't set Michael up for success. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we, uh, as you know, our very own um, pastor of Virginia Highlands Church is one of our own. Um, Minister Leah Allen, um, Leo as well, Allen, is serving in that community and has asked us to collaborate on an event on Wednesday, November 17th, that will be a Trans Day of Remembrance. This will be a time for us to have participate in some art as well as um, really address our grief of this season. And then Pastor Henry and I have already been planning Sunday, November 21st, Trans Resilient Sunday. And we have an incredible testimony um, from a, a woman who is just an incredible human, Lili Washington. And so she has sent us some things. So we're going to have a Sunday that is a celebration and we're going to have a brunch outside. I think Pastor Henry is about to cook. so. That's coming up, and if you want to help plan that and be a part of that, um, please let us know. Thanks. Sorry, Michael. No, thank
2: you. <laughs> Why are you apologizing to me? Those are all great things. So, also those two events as well. Um, last announcement is uh, we have started or we are starting our October edition of Unpacking Toxic Theology. Has that started yet? It will start on, the the on the Monday of next of next week. So not this one. The following, 18th. the 18th. Yeah, the 18th. Okay, it's not up there. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was checking myself again if I didn't read. So, uh, the 18th will be unpacking toxic theology. It is incredible. It is really, really incredible. So, if you would like to join in, there will be more information coming soon. But that is all of the announcements that we have. And we need one more discussion leader for that group. If anybody would like to volunteer, you can see Elliot, you can see Pastor Darcy. Anyone else? Okay, cool, cool.
5: (laughs) All right. Here in our scripture this morning from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Mm -hmm. Nothing at all in creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive receive mercy, And find grace to help us in our time of need. The Word of God for the people of God.
2: God. Friends, I invite you to stand and sing one more song with us if you're able. churchy days. I would have started this off and I'm going to do it anyway. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. This song is about the name of God being exalted and every other name being below. Anything that we might run to for safety that isn't actually going to keep us safe. Um, Anything we put our confidence in that is not actually going to build up loving kingdom, relationship among us. We say, let those things fade away, and let the God who is love be exalted over everything else.
3: Let all the other names fade away. Let all the other names fade away. Until there's only you, let all the other names fade away. Jesus take your place Jesus take your place let, me sing that song. let all the other names fade away Let all the other names let all the other names fade away My God till there's only you let all the other names fade away Jesus take Jesus, take your Jesus, place, take your Jesus, place. take your place, so we sing with our hands up, hands up, hearts open, wide as the sky.
4: Our worship team another hand this morning. Jill texted me early in the week and said, What songs you want? I said, just make it upbeat.
1: That, no, 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 no,
4: no, no. Tell the
1: truth. No, 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 no. Tell uh, the truth. Yeah, yes. No, we I, I want this song.
4: Oh, yes.
1: And also, yeah. and this song. Yeah. And then and then Daniel goes, and this song. Yeah. It was so, upbeat. upbeat. It was Upbeat. 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 Okay. It was upbeat. I want it upbeat. He want to upbeat. I Y'all
4: landed on it this morning, amen? Yeah. Man, Happy Pride. Woo! Uh, normally, we'll be packing up or preparing to pack up to March this morning, but uh, COVID continues to interrupt, and as it does, we will continue to pray, amen? But uh, this morning, we were introduced to the book of Hebrews, and we'll be coming from four, chapter 4 twelve through sixteen this morning. So let us pray before we go into the word of God this morning. God, we thank you for allowing each and every person to be in this space this morning. We truly feel your spirit and we truly feel that you are present. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength. You are our redeemer and it is in Jesus name. All of God's saints say amen. Turn to yourself or talk to yourself or your neighbor and tell yourself or your neighbor that Jesus can relate. Jesus can relate. relate. Graduating from college in 2007, in the midst of one of the worst recessions and housing crises, with my degree in finance, I started working not as a banker at some bank or financial person at some Fortune 500 company, but as a valet runner, a frontline manager at their prestigious Rich Carlton of Buckhead for USA parking. And while I was there, I had the pleasure of meeting several celebrities. I mean, I met everyone from Michael Jordan to Bill Gates, from Jay-Z and Beyonce to Lil Wayne and the Dalai Lama. Yes, she came, came to Atlanta one time, stayed at the Ritz card. I've chatted with Denzel Washington, Kanye, and Laker greats like James Worthy and Shaq and Charles Barkley, Babyface, if you know the great producer and songwriter. I've met several professional athletes, several actors like The Rock, and Neil Long, and Ice Cube, and all of the owners and CEOs of all of the major major corporations, and they live in Buckhead. I've met people who have fans all across the globe. And being the extrovert that I am, I was always trying to spark up a conversation. When they came out for a smoke, I would keep a lighter in my pocket, you know, prepared to introvert them. Some would just come out for a fresh brush of air or, or pause inside in the time in between an interview, but I would pol- politely walk over, not in a stalking type way, and I would say, How's it going? How is it going? I'm And I would have some great conversations with people who the world knew. And in these conversations, sometimes they were personal in nature. I found out that they were human. Right? Who would have thought? Just like you and I. Tired at times, felt overworked at times. Tired of being around so many people all the time. Tired of the pressure of always having to be in the spotlight. Tired of the judgment from the outside world. Many of them hated all of the other stuff that came with being famous. I remember one time I spoke with Columbus Short, and if you know Columbus Short, he's the Stump the Yard scandal guy. And he came out for a smoke break, and as I did in my stalkish way, I must admit. I'm a big fan of his. You know, I started popping, I'm like, hey. how's it going I'm a I'm a big fan and as we started the conversation we got on the topic I said I'm out here you know hustling I have a degree in finance but the way that the economy is set up the way that the job market is in shambles prospects are low right now so I'm doing what I have to do I'm hustling and then he was like man do what you got to do you know what I wish I had a finished college I wish I had to went to school and got my degree. I believed it would have helped me. And you know, me and my, the way my account was set up, I was like, you sure? Not the way these student loans look, not the way my bank account look. I don't think you want this kind of life, my friend. You're doing all right. But then he said, with a serious look on his face, you don't want this life. It's not all what it seems to. He gave me encouragement. He told me to keep pushing to what you want. He talked about his path and his disappointments and how he finally got his big break. But he was so cool, he was human, right? Just like you and I. So during this time, because I was seeing all of these stars at the Rich Carlton, I pursued and I took a couple of acting classes at the University of Tennessee. I wanted to be an actor. So I started looking up all of the extra roles in Atlanta, and I started playing, and I landed um, in a movie, movie 42, the Jackie Robinson movie, where I was an extra, a baseball player. And I sat on the bus. I had the privilege of sitting on the bus for three hours beside the late, great Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman. And, of course, I had. Like I said, at this time, I wanted to be an actor. I see a young black man, same age as myself, in a major role. So we had a conversation. We sat there for three hours as we went through scenes after scenes. And as I started to talk to him, he told me about Broadway and New York, all the roles he had played. He talked about how he dealt with moments of doubt, being unsure of himself, dealing with failure and loss, being unsure of what was next. But he said, you must be determined, my brother. Now give yourself some grace. He admitted that sometimes I was kind of too hard on myself. He was human, guys. <laughs> Just like you and I. One more story. I had the opportunity to party with P. Diddy one time. Yeah. Yeah. My mentor and friend, Mr. King, is a is his god brother here. They're very close. And I had the opportunity when he came to town one time to, you know, go backstage. And this was when Ciroc was first coming out. So, you know, everybody was on P. Diddy with the Ciroc and everything. <laughs> and we went backstage and we parted. And then we had the opportunity to ask me, do y'all want to come back to the hotel with me and Rika? And we was like, okay. You know, this is P. Diddy. I don't know how crazy this may get. But we were excited and I knew my mentor was with me. So I know we, we're good. We're good. So we went back to the hotel, and to my amazement, we were up at 3 o'clock at night, and we were watching his son's high school football game, right, talking about, you know, I'm a University of Tennessee football player, so I was talking about the Vols trying to say, hey, he should come and go to, you know, Tennessee, and I could see the happiness on his face and his mother and his auntie was there and they came out with a plate of collard greens and cabbages and turkey necks and I could see his face light up. I was like, oh my God, he's just like me. <laughs> this is how happy I get when my mother brings me chitlins. <laughs> he was human. Just like me. You and I. But that's what happens when you actually take the time to get to talk to folks, to get to know folks, talk the time to take the time to spark up a conversation, a genuine conversation. Take the time and listen and realize that we are all. Take the time to connect. Take the time to realize that we have more in common than originally assumed because when you can relate to someone, you can better understand them. See them as human with all of the needs and wants as yourself. So in our scripture this morning that is being presented to us, it explains the very fact of how Jesus relates to us. How God saw the need of having a holy representation of human life, of human experience. How Jesus, because he went through some of the same emotional and physical challenges as we do, understands us. All because Christ took the time to experience life as we do, took the time to know us in our walk. So, in in turn, that allows us to come to God in a more authentic way. So as we embark on this conversation, I want us to focus on how Christ in his ability to relate to us gives us the power to walk with our heads high as our true selves. So hear the good news again this morning from the book of Hebrew 4, 12 through 16. It says, indeed the word of God is living and active. Sharper than any 2-A-H sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart, and before God, no creature is hidden. But all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one whom we must render an account. Since then, we have a good news here. We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in a time of need. Indeed, the word is living and active. I like that. Sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, judges thoughts and intentions of the heart. So no creature is hidden. Let's let's look at that. These words are so revealing in this first part because oftentimes we as Christians in our sanctified souls, we try to hide from God. We try to hide as Adam did, hoping that God doesn't see our true selves, our true intentions, our shame, and our doubts. And not just hiding from God. We hide from people. We hide from folks who are what we call holy rollers or church folks because we're tired of the judgment, tired of being shamed, tired of expectations that we have to always be perfect. We're tired of having to show up and pretend that everything is all right. Because God forbid we have a moment of weakness, moments of doubt, moments of just wanting to walk away. So we hide our true selves from people, from God, thinking that God see us the way that they not knowing or maybe we do know but we do it anyway that hiding from God is impossible but maybe just maybe we hide from God because in some sense we want God to look for us we want God to show up in some form or fashion and tell us that love is still here that I'm watching over you and whatever it is that you're going through I'm here we hide most often so that we can be found. And the word is telling us this morning that God sees us. No matter the state that we are in, the spirit pierces deep into our physical being. It enters our bone marrow and finds its way beyond our hearts into our soul and our spirit and our most inner thoughts and it sees us for who we truly are naked and exposed in every way. I don't know about you, but that is scary. Or it can be scary, right? This can be frightening to the human soul to know that God sees everything. Yeah, we know it, but to say it, God sees everything. This is what I heard as a child growing up <laughs> when I was off in the corner doing something that I wasn't supposed to do, right? I was playing with something my mother told me to go put away. I was tearing up a toy. I was drawing on the wall. Something I was doing with my clothes. And my mother out of the corner I her would say, God sees you. God sees what you're doing, Henra. I hope you're not doing anything or getting into anything you're not supposed to. And because we are programmed to be fearful of God, seeing us in a compromising state or doing an ungodly act, the fear will overcome me. And I would come out of that corner, exposed for what I had been doing. And I would hand that broken toy over with the head missing. I would show the stains from my sinful God sees everything. And even today when I hear those words, there's still a hint of fear, I must admit. But more now than ever, there's reverence and there is love. I see in knowing that God sees everything, there is power. Zora Hurston, a black female author from the 1900s, she was a leader in the Harlem Renaissance. She said these words, she stated that God, loved which is one and the same. Love should make you make your soul crawl out of its hiding place. Love should make your soul crawl out of its hiding place. And that is what these last few verses of this chapter does for us. It allows us to crawl out of the hiding place, knowing that Christ's love has taken away the fear of approach, the fear of, not, of coming out of the corner of shame, all because Christ saw fit to put on our shoes, miles is a size nine and a half, and walk a mile in our pain, a mile in our love, a mile in our success, in our joys, and our struggles, and in our doubts, in our moments of weakness, and relate to me. And you, that is the good news. Since then, the word tells us, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but have in every way, in every respect, has been tested as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. That is the good news. We have someone who sits on the board of trustees in heaven. You know, the CEO of this major corporation, the head of the council of heaven, the chief elder, the one who sits on the right hand of God and speaks on our behalf all because... He can relate. He knows loss. As he got the news about Lazarus, as he died, it tells us that Jesus wept. He knows hunger. He sat 40 days and 40 nights tempted by Satan. He saw the faces of those following him, not just hungry for a word of God, but hungry. Needing food to eat. He sympathized with them. He filled their bellies. He fed 5,000 hungry folks one day. He knows about doubt. He experienced it in the garden of Gethsemane as blood sank out of his pores. As he asked God, let this cup pass from me. He has experienced the fear of being afraid of what's ahead. He knows about pain and humiliation and betrayal as he walked to his death, as he was spit on and beaten and called a fraud and a crook, a false prophet and a liar from the very ones who were screaming, Hosanna, just the day before. Jesus can relate. So therefore, let us approach the throne of grace, (laughs) not the throne of judgment. Not the throne of shame, not the throne of lack, not the throne of sin, but the the throne of grace and boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need, in a time of trouble, in times of feeling like you're not worthy. In times when everyone seems to be against you. In times when you feel like giving up. In times just like these when death is all around us. When it, our masks cover our faces and it feels like death is in the air. In times of need when people are walking thousands of miles just to find safety and food and shelter. To be turned away in the face of abundance. Abundance. In times just yes, like these when our children are being attacked. In times like these when every day it seems like something is trying to tear us down. In times like these when the church is no longer seen as a place of safety but a house of judgment. In times like these where black and brown bodies are seen still as a threat. We still have to proclaim to society that black lives do matter. But yet, it's still in times like these, we park at, we good old church folks, we will approach the throne with Christ by our side, with the shame going naked, just as you are, just as God made you. Come and receive that grace and mercy that only God can provide in times like these. So rejoice in the good news this morning. Rejoice in the fact that we can come boldly with our heads held high to the throne of God, just as we are with Christ. Amen.
2: you said it all. <laughs> we're going to we're going to have a a moment, we're going to enter into a moment to to sit with that, to respond to that message. To know that he, like Jesus can't relate. He knows everything. He's seen everything experienced at all. that we have a friend, we have a companion, we have somebody who is closer than the air that we breathe, who's constantly singing over us, encouraging us, leading us and guiding us into deeper, richer experiences, calling us out of hiding. I think that's my new favorite quote, love should make your soul crawl out. Like love, you should crawl out. Like love should draw you out. That's just, I hope to embody that, honestly. That's my prayer. So as we enter this time of response, if you'd like to sit, sit. if you'd like to close your eyes and visualize what it looks like for Jesus to be drawing you out, just invite you to join us. Thank you.
4: Stand for our benediction. It's already been given. (laughs) We're gonna, we're gonna stand anyway. Receive this blessing. Now, go into a world that is too often unjust. A world where we no longer have to hide, because love is calling us out of the corners that keep us hidden, keep us full of shame, doubt. Fear, knowing that the God who loves us empowers us to love boldly, to live inclusively, and to serve creatively. Amen.
2: for
0: coming. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.
4: ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street.
0: To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at ParkAvBaptist.com. Now go into the world that is too often unjust,
4: knowing that the God who created you loves you and empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and to serve
0: creatively. Amen.